You're listening to the God, God Life Culture, Culture Podcast, Podcast, where faith and what's trending collide. Welcome, welcome back to the latest episode of the God Life Culture Podcast. This is Eddie. What's up, everyone? This is Miguel, and you're listening to the God Life Culture Podcast. We want to say thank you so much for tuning in for another episode of our podcast. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for leaving those reviews and those ratings. To all of our new listeners that are joining us on this journey, we want to say welcome to the God Life Culture Podcast podcast yes. eddie how are you feeling today i as always i'm feeling great i'm feeling amazing i'm feeling excited but today has been a funny day um you know in a few short minutes we'll be jumping in on what we're going to be talking about in today's uh episode and i was just dying and perplexed uh by some of the things that came up um during a certain test that we both took uh, recently. Um, and, you know, just the idea of, you know, being faced with certain truths and then other things, which is like, yeah, that really doesn't apply. Uh, but when it's put into context like that, sometimes it's very hilarious. Um, so I'm really excited to jump in to the topic that we have today. But before we get there, how is everything with you? Yeah, everything is going great. We are getting into the swing of things at school and, uh, oh, yeah. you know, just uh, excited for another year. And like you said, uh, taking this test that we're going to talk about today, man, it really <laughs> confronts you with uh, some hard truths. It confronts you with, uh, you know, some reasoning behind things. Yes. And, um, you know, it's definitely something that we have talked about you know, about it yeah, yeah, in the yeah. past, um, you know, separately and just, you know, about this uh, idea and this test. And we're going to talk about um, it all today. We're going to get into it. So we're talking about the Enneagram. Now, for those of you listening, you may have heard about the Enneagram. Some of you may have not. Uh, you know, this is a personality test. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, it's a test that you take online with, uh, you know, some questions. And based on your questions, it formulates this. Answers, based on your answers. Based on your answers. Yes. It formulates this graph. Right. That um, has different numbers. Mm -hmm. And each number represents a certain personality type yeah so you know it goes from one through nine one being what they would consider to be the reformer this is the rational idealistic type uh principled purposeful self-controlled and perfectionist quote-unquote personality it goes to the helper which is the caring interpersonal type the achiever which is the success oriented pragmatic type the individualist which is the sensitive withdrawn type the investigator the intensive cerebral type the loyal List, which is the committed security oriented type the enthusiast uh, which is the busy fun loving type the challenger which is the powerful dominating type and the peacemaker which is the easygoing self-effacing type um you know these are just fun things that we like to do it reminds me uh years ago for one of like the icebreakers we did for like a youth uh event i did something very similar to this but it was like based off of like animal personalities so depending on the answers you um gave you fell into a lion or you fell into uh, a rooster or whatever um and then based off of that there were certain attributes uh that that type of the people that would answer those questions in a certain way usually fell into a certain personality type and then that's where those things uh, will came out come out of and it's the same thing for this so depending on how you like you said you answered those questions your graph would show which is your most dominating trait 
Um, and then you can also see which other traits are a little bit uh, more recessive. Um, but it's just funny. <laughs> yeah. Where the chips fall uh, in relation to the two of us. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, it's definitely uh, something that they... You know, they they tell you about the character, your character traits. They tell yes. you about your strengths. They tell you about weaknesses. They tell you about improvements and yeah. all these different things um, based on your questions. And obviously, there are things that apply, yeah. you know, to the individual. There are things that don't apply, right? Um, I've actually uh, seen both types of people where there's like the group of people who love the enneagram and mm -hmm. you know, like live by it and are constantly researching and engulfed in it. And then there are those that think there's like something like even like spiritually wrong with it. Mm -hmm. And um, you know, they have like their reasoning and logic and stuff behind that but i think this was definitely interesting mm -hmm. it was fun and uh we did it so are you ready to discuss our personality <laughs> types i guess so yeah we have to um well i guess we'll start with you so when you took your test right yes you want to say what you came yeah, out so as? i took the test and i came out as a per personality type one yeah. which is the reformer or also known as the perfectionist all right so according to the description uh for someone who is a type one uh you are someone who is uh, conscious ethical a strong sense of right and wrong uh they're usually teachers or crusaders or advocates for change always striving to improve things but afraid to make to uh, making mistakes they're well organized orderly and fastidious they try to maintain high standards but can slip into being critical and maybe even a perfectionist. Uh, they typically have problems with resentment and impatience. At their best, they're wise, discerning, realistic, and noble, um, and can be morally heroic. He heroic. I yeah. can't say that word. Um, they say that basic fears of people that are type ones, uh, known as uh, the, the reformers, um, are of being corrupt, evil, or have some form of deficiency. Uh, but their basic desire is to be good, to have integrity, and to be balanced. Does any of that sound right? For you yeah man i mean i when i found out obviously you know they tell you like type one immediately you see the reformer perfectionist you're like okay like what are they gonna say <laughs> uh but definitely in the description and you know describing character traits of type one you know they talk about uh you know basically wanting to improve things around you and um wanting to uh you know do your best in what you do they say that they have a sense of mission that leads them to want to improve the world in various ways using whatever degree of influence they have they strive to overcome adversity and they strive to make a difference one thing that you know really stood out to me was even at the cost of a great personal sacrifice mm. so the idea that uh you know i definitely agree with a lot of these things right like being yeah. mission oriented being uh purpose oriented having a plan a structure uh having goals wanting to see things change and mm -hmm. uh, see improvement i think that's one thing that um, you know, they got right on the money, the idea of being in a space and, you know, whether it's, you know, in a creative space, in, you know, a workspace and in, in a project space, whatever space it is, you're kind of always looking to see how can this be better? Yes. How can we reach more people? How can this be more effective? Mm -hmm. And I think those thoughts are constantly going through my mind, yeah. you know, about different things that, you know, I'm involved in. Um, you know, I think, you know, for type one, they described, uh, 
you know, this idea of uh, the inner critic, right? And mm. the idea that they could be just super critical and want everything to be perfect, you know? And I can definitely relate to the idea of, you know, being critical of oneself, you know, even critical of others, it says on there, and, you know, the way things are done or methods and all of those things. But um, definitely, man, reading this, there were some hard things to swallow that definitely, you know, I have found myself in those situations and it's like, man, like, you know, they definitely, uh, you know, describe that type one personality uh, really well, mm. you know, and one of the words that you'll constantly see uh, throughout this is like passionate. Um, you'll kind of see words like, uh, you know, influence and actions and all of these things. And I don't know, just reading it, it definitely uh, for me made it uh i think super clear about certain things mm -hmm. you know within my personality and the reason why i am the way i am or why i do things it just kind of you know made sense mm -hmm. you know what i mean in reading this what do yeah, you think yeah and i think that you know i also read the profile for you as well and you know there are things in there that i'm like oh yeah it does i can see that i can see that aspect i can see that outlook i can see that um behavior as something that um can be something that's attributed to you. Um, and what I really like about these things is the idea of just helping people be a little bit more self-aware. Obviously, like we said before, not everything that is described in this has describes you a or is something that you have to take on you know there's yeah. certain things that you will read and you'll be like oh okay i can see that i can relate to that that made me bring some clarity and then there's other things where it's kind of like mm, no that's not really for me because you know when you get your report or when you see how, how where you landed on the tests and stuff it's also graded so it's like a number one at their best is xyz but a number one at their worst can also show different personality traits um so it really depends on also where you fall in reference to your strengths and your weaknesses yeah one thing you know in reading because obviously then you get all of these like you know descriptions and information and you start researching you know they talk about type one being the person that um is often uh in solitude mm. right or often um away from the crowd mm -hmm. right at times and you know i could definitely relate to that in the idea of feeling like because you know you're trying to not be perfect but have everything you do be of impact and excellent and all these things um you know sometimes the opinions of others or the criticism of others and all those things can really affect you. Mm -hmm. Right. And, um, you know, it's, that's kind of considered one of like the weaknesses, right. Of a type one yeah. when they listen too much to those critics or those criticisms and, and, and all of those things. But, um, I think, you know, in general, not just speaking about myself, but in general, this type one person, I think is the individual that they're in a group, they're in involved in a project, working together with other people. And I feel like they're the ones that sense that they carry the vision and that they carry kind of like that calling or that burden. And when they see things not moving, when they see things not really functioning, when they see things that could be better, they feel like it's their responsibility mm -hmm. to make it better, right? They feel yeah. like it's their responsibility to, you know, speak to someone, to do something, to do more, mm -hmm. right? And um, they, they also describe that person as the individual who doesn't really know how to rest or step back from things because they feel like they need to keep going, yeah. right? They feel like if they stop, their mission stops. Mm -hmm. That if they stop, you know, doing what they're passionate about, then, you know, everything about them kind of, you know, stops and goes on a pause. 
So definitely I can relate to some of those things, you know what I mean? Feeling uh, that need and that pressure to do things, to do things right, to do things to the best of your ability. And, um, you know, I, it, it was great. It was, it was definitely something super interesting to read. <laughs> and I was like, man, I feel like I'm reading, you know, like everything about my life, you know, yeah. or just things and explanations and all of that. But it's definitely good. Yeah, you know, one of the things I like as well is that uh, towards the end of it, it also kind of gives you like little tips, like yeah. how to be the best you given that you have those attributes and um, characteristics. So that that's the main thing that I really like. That is like a really like it does. It just doesn't tell you, you know, you're a um, uh, you're a reformer or it just doesn't tell you that you're a helper. Like yeah. it really gives you an in-depth understanding of what that looks like what that looks like at your best at your worst and then here are a couple of tips uh to help you out uh when i took the the test i came out as a type number eight uh which is which they categorize as the challenger yeah so type eight right so they describe type eights as self-confident strong assertive protective resourceful straight talking and decisive can be egocentric or domineering Dang. they feel like <laughs> they must control their environment especially people um, they could have problems with tempers or allowing themselves to be vulnerable but at their best they are self-mastering and can use their strength to improve others lives becoming heroic and inspiring the basic fear of eights of a type eight personalities of being harmed or controlled by others and their basic desire is to protect themselves to be in control of their own life and their own destiny that's a lot <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot in there um and there are there are some truths in there as well um you know i think that this the type eight, the challenger, um, is kind of like that person who takes on the idea of, you know, wanting to curate the best for themselves yeah. and in turn also curate the best for those around them, you know, and sometimes they chat, they take that idea of being, you know, strong and assertive and self-confident, not only for their best interest, but also for the best interest around them. Um, and I can see how that can come off as problematic, <laughs> Uh, you know, I have had uh, those moments in my life as well. Uh, but I, I think, you know, yeah, I think there's always uh, uh, two sides to every coin. So in the same way that those things uh, can be perceived to be as negative uh, to some people uh, when channeled correctly as anything in life, you know, it definitely has its, you know, its good moments. For sure. Yeah, I mean, one thing that I read here that, you know, definitely reminds me of you is that they enjoy taking on challenges themselves as well as giving others opportunities that challenge them mm -hmm. to exceed themselves in some way. So mm -hmm. I think the idea of, uh, you know, eights being able to take on a challenge, but also challenging others. So I think when people hear the word challenge, right, or the challenger, it's in a negative light, yeah. right? And the truth is every personality type, there are nine, right? nine mm -hmm. types um each one is needed yeah you know what i mean and you know truth be told we also carry a little bit of each personality type, oh yeah absolutely. you know what i mean yeah. so you definitely need the reformers the perfectionists the idealists you need the challengers in your life and again like you said when these things are channeled in the right direction and with the right energy they do bring about great things and just that idea of you know 
accepting challenges and enjoying them, but also bringing others along for the ride. Yes. Right. Where a challenge or something is not just simply for you, but it's with the intention of also seeing other people be challenged yeah. and surpassing those things. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, one of the things that they put as part of the type eight overview is that eights have enormous willpower, vitality. They feel most alive when they are exercising their capacities in the world, which I think is so true. Uh, they use their abundant energy to affect changes in their environment and to quote unquote leave their mark on it, uh, but also to keep the environment, especially other people from hurting them and those they care about. At an early eight, age, eights understand that this requires strength, will, persistence and endurance qualities that they develop in themselves and which they look for in others um which i think is true like you know it's the idea of um at least with me and i may be giving a little bit too much information uh but at least with me when it comes to like building friendships and relationships with people you know it's kind of like i look for those qualities in them as well you know those are the things that you value um in relationships uh with others as well especially because you know that you i think eights or people that you know fall in that area um also understand or have a very usually have very good self-awareness uh to understand that you're not everyone's cup of tea unfortunately even though your best intentions is for yourself and those around you um yeah. kind of being that person that is always looking um, to leave their mark and for everybody else to leave their mark and to challenge people to be their best because you also want to be your best isn't always well received. So right. you kind of look for certain qualities and people um, that you know will be able to volley with that type of personality. Yeah, what's crazy is that in, in you know, looking at this and talking about this with you about like what we came out as and, um, you know, what all of that means. It's funny because that was something that is a shared characteristic between type one and type eight. The idea yeah. that uh, we can be looked at by people um, as either like not being fun or as being super work oriented because, you know, we're always trying to improve something, always trying to leave our mark, always trying to, uh, you know, do something to better someone or something yes. or an organization or a project. Right. So that was one thing that struck me, even with the type one, the idea that, um, you know, a lot of people may look at that personality type as the person who they just like to work and that's it, mm -hmm. you know? And um, I think, you know, like give and take both ways where, you know what, that can be true sometimes, right? Yeah. When you feel like, man, like we need to get this done or, mm. you know, we have this project coming up, this goal we have in mind, we're not stopping until we see it, mm. you know, come to pass. And it's kind of hard to enjoy a few days off because in my mind, I'm thinking about this next thing that has to get done mm -hmm. and this next, you know, thing that needs to be checked off the list. So it's definitely interesting to see how different personality types uh, do gravitate to certain groups of people, yeah. right? And how they are viewed, yes. right? Because of all of these qualities. Yes, and I think that aside from it, uh, this serving as an introspective, you know, exercise uh, for you to self-evaluate and to see, you know, the things that your strengths and your weaknesses that you need to work on, I think that it also helps for other people to understand you. So, you know, there may be some people that get it. They don't need a test. They don't need, you know, someone to write it out for them word for word. They can kind of see other personalities and understand them and understand their motives and the reason why they, you know, they tick the way that they tick. But for other people, they need something like this to understand that a type one or a type eight, you know, someone who is maybe challenging them and wants 
wanting the best out of them is not doing it from a place of malice. It's actually from a place where they're trying to, you know, raise them up and to make them, you know, rise to the occasion because they also want those people to leave their mark in whatever they're doing as well. Um, you know, and you see, you see, you can see those types of people within the church as well. You know, within ministry, you have people that, you know, are like, they're always on time. And they, if you're working on a project with them, they expect you to be on your A game and they expect you to come prepared and they expect you to, you know, um, you know, always bring some form of your best effort to it. And when you don't, there's a problem because they're like, uh, but you knew we had to do this. Like you knew we were, right. you know, and, and, and especially when it comes to things in the church, it goes above just the secular of it was your responsibility for it to get done. You know, it starts entering into the spiritual responsibility of we're doing this for God. And when it comes to stuff for the God, you, for, for God, you're supposed to give 110%. So why are you not even doing that? Yeah. And I think, like you said, specifically for the church right and believers and people in leadership position or you know a part of a team or ministry these things mean so much more yeah right and um it's just funny because we kind of fall you know in similar uh, categories where you know for you it may be that idea of challenging mm -hmm. right and trying to get people to step up their game yeah. and for me it's more like you know you don't see that this is a problem <laughs> <laughs> you know and for me it's more like looking at okay great yeah but it could be even 10 times better if yes. it's done, a, you know, ABC yes. or X, Y, and Z, like, yeah, yeah. you know, and all of these things. And again, all of these personality types have, you know, their time, they yeah. have their place, they have all of those things. But it was definitely interesting. And it just got me thinking, Um, you know, imagine, uh, you know, if you're in charge of a ministry or a pastor of a church, having your church take this, <laughs> like every person taking this test, you know, and it's just, you know, obviously a lot of work and all of that, but just getting that insight into, mm -hmm. you know, your people, right. And yeah. your team and the people around you. Um, I think even in friendships, yeah. right. Knowing, mm -hmm. um, some of these things. And obviously this is not Bible, right. Yes. This is not like the ultimate absolute truth, mm -hmm. but it does give you a clear understanding and a clear picture of how people think yeah. and why they may be the way they are and why mm -hmm. they act a certain way, why they're inclined to certain things. You know, um, they, when you take the test, they kind of give you some information, like I said, and they give you like the personal growth recommendations that you were talking about. So for the type one, they were saying for me, it was like, you need to learn to relax. <laughs> you know, they just came straight at, you know, it's straightforward. Take some time for yourself without feeling that everything is up to you or that what you do um, or that what you do do not accomplish or result in chaos and disaster. So if certain things don't get done, it's like, that's it. It's the end of it, you know? And I can definitely relate to that feeling. You know, they say the salvation of the world does not depend on you alone, even though you may sometimes feel it does. Obviously, as Christians, we know, right? We cannot, uh, salvation does not come from us, but that idea of trying to just do your best and to make sure everyone is good, everyone is, you know, um, happy, everyone is is doing what they have to do, it can be overwhelming. So definitely for that type one personality that wants to see things better, that wants to see things improved, that wants to see things, you know, be 100% effective, sometimes in your pursuit of doing all of those things, you end up damaging yourself. Yeah. Right? And you end up, uh, you know, tainting yourself. And it's like you need to actually take a step back and be okay with relaxing mm -hmm. and knowing that, you know, if you stop doing what you're doing just for that pause and just for that rest period, the work will continue. Yes. You know what I mean? And um, that's why you have a team and that's why you have people around you that hopefully you can trust 
to carry out, you know, that mission. Yeah. And it's interesting because like you said, you know, you're one, I'm an eight, but they kind of vibe on the same wavelength. Um, so there are certain suggestions uh, for personal growth that are similar, but serve different purposes. Uh, so like for number eight, you know, it tells it tells the number eight uh, to act with self-restraint, uh, that you show true power when you forbear from asserting your will with others, even when you could. Your real power, your real power lies in your ability to inspire and uplift people, um, which is my version of you need to relax. You need to you need to take a step back. And sometimes you kind of have to let people find their way and just be there to encourage. Like, yes, you can take control of the situation. Yes, you can prepare a whole attack plan that goes from point A to point Z. But sometimes that's not necessary. What's necessary is just to be there to uplift and to guide the people through that situation. Yeah. Which is hard. <laughs> no, absolutely. And I think that, again, these things bring about um, all those hard issues that yeah. in being this type of personality and those listening, don't get it twisted. You know, when you take your personality test, right, you will see <laughs> your areas of improvement. Right. And things that you need to work on. But definitely, um, it again is that reminder that we all have something we can work on. Yeah. Right. And yeah, yeah, yeah. whether your character trait is something that's super positive. Yeah. Right. Um, and it can make a huge difference. There are also negative sides to those things, right? And um, even a good thing can have some negative consequences if not done in the correct way. One thing I found interesting is that, you know, they also do like what, how the type one and type eight relationships work, right? Yeah. Whether they're friends or whatever. Um, So they explain that they both bring a common concern with fighting for truth and justice in their world. They, both often feel that it is up to them to stand against whatever they perceive as injustice, injustice or falseness. And, um, you know, they can see themselves as crusaders protecting the weak, righting wrongs and making the world a better place. They say that this combination can be powerful because they accomplish things with a clear cut sense of purpose Mm -hmm. and personal mission. mission. They're decisive and direct. Right. And they say the eights bring that passion that, you know, kind of counterbalances the type one self restraint at times Mm. right so definitely you know i think it's a lot there's a lot here that we definitely agree with that we see you know even within our friendship Mm -hmm. and um even with just people that we know that you know kind of fit these descriptions but definitely um you know this was an eye-opener and i think it's something that can be super beneficial yeah um, both as an individual and people that you are involved with yeah and i think it is a definitely a definite great team building exercise you know like miguel said may, you know maybe you can't do it on the scale of having the whole church do it uh but maybe within a certain ministry or within the youth group or whatever uh to do this and it kind of like i said will not only help the individual be able to process like certain uh character attributes that they may have but it'll also help everyone else that's aware of them kind of get to understand the person better and understand them better and how to relate to them better how to converse with them better how to work with them better because at the end of the day you know these types of things are put out there to better the individual yeah and i think again that's how you have to look at it you know you can look at this as a personality test something dumb something that you just do um but again there are ways that you can help you know better yourself yeah and better the people around you especially if you're a leader and you have people that you know you lead or are in charge of or over it's important to know the different personalities and yes 
you can, you know, know people's personalities just by being around them, mm-hmm. right? And just by, you know, interacting with them. But when you actually kind of research yeah. and start diving in a little bit deeper than just, mm-hmm. you know, your interactions with them, that may be just the way they interact with you, mm-hmm. right? How do they interact with people, you know, on their same level or yeah. individuals outside of that space yeah. or, in, you know, in their work or in their home, in their church, all those different things. Yeah, no, and I think that's a very good point. The, the idea that we interact with people differently. And the reason why it's because of different personalities and different behavioral uh, traits that people have, um, where me and you can maybe joke around and talk a certain way, but with somebody else who may be more sensitive or somebody who may be more serious, it's kind of like, okay, with them, I I can't speak to them um, in that type of way and being able to identify that. What I also liked as well with doing these type of research um, activities is that sometimes you don't know how to formulate the reason why you're a certain way. Like, you, you, you know, it's easy for you to be like, but I'm just like that. That's just the way that I am. Um, but when you do these types of research and you're reading up on these, um, you know, character attributes, you know, sometimes they formulate the sentence for you, uh, which then helps you communicate that to other people to yeah. get it. You know, so you're able to formulate, oh, you know, it's just that I like challenging people because I like to be challenged because it makes me be better and I want you to be better versus why are you just always so difficult? Right. And I think that it's also easier to just be like, it's just the way I am. Yeah. It's easier to say, you know, I just can't take people, you know, Mm -hmm. or I just, you know, I can't do that. Right. And um, and leave it at that. Where in reality, it's like there's a reason behind that. Right. There's a reason why you like to challenge people. There's a reason why you don't like to be challenged. There's a reason why everything has to be perfect. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a reason why you don't know how to stop and you just keep going, keep going, keep going and crash. Mm -hmm. Like there are reasons behind all of these things. And I love that, um, you know, and we've spoken about this before that, you know, there is definitely the, the relationship between the spiritual and the practical, right? And the idea that, you know, all of these things, you know, um, there are plenty of things on here that after reading it, I was obviously like doing this physical, practical research and education is like amazing. But it's like, OK, Lord, like now yeah. I bring I got to bring this to you. We have to like talk about this. You <laughs> yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. And obviously knowing that not everything applies and, and you know, t- you take what applies to you and all those things. But definitely knowing that, you know, there needs to be, yes, that spiritual component, mm. but there also needs to be that work right that yep. we put in and that work that you know we do on our own so i think this is something that especially if you work with people or if you're just you know really wanting to self-reflect on your mm-hmm. own life and why you may have certain habits why you're inclined to certain things why you do certain things why you respond in that way this is something great that can definitely you know help you out yeah you know we're always advocates about mental health and you know getting help in whatever area you need to get help in in order to be better. And sometimes what you need is just a moment of self-reflection um, and maybe guided self-reflection where you're you know, able to really uh, see um, from someone else's point of view, you know, how you may come across or how certain actions that you take may affect not only you, but the room that you step in. Yeah. Um, you know, because the reality of the situation is, is that everywhere we go, we make an effect in that room, whether it's a positive effect or a negative effect, mm-hmm. whether it's an effect to uplift and to help people grow, or is it an effect that <laughs> turns people off and gets them upset? Yeah. You know, that's just the reality of it. Um, and when, like you said, even positive traits can be uh, 
can be being used in a negative light, you know, sometimes we need some redirection. Yeah. And this will help us with any redirecting that we need in order to be better. Because at the end of the day, you know, we always strive to wherever we go as believers to really try not only to present our best, but also present the best Christ-like qualities we have within ourselves, you know, because that's at the end of the day, what we really want to reflect is, you know, God and his love for us and the love that he has for the people around us. Absolutely. And I have a question. Um, what would you <laughs> say, you know, to those individuals who are not an eight? What would you say, you know, to those individuals who, you know, may work with you mm-hmm. or work with eights, right? People that yeah. are in this personality type. What would you want them to know about you? I think uh, I think for me, it's always the intention is always for greatness. You know, it's always... Um, you know, I, I can see in any meeting I'm in or in any planning activity we're in or even in the middle of something and I'll like jump in and be like, hey, you know, why don't you do X, Y and Z? It's not me telling you you're doing a bad job. It's not me telling you you're less than or anything like that. It's me bringing something to your attention um, so that it'll be better for you, but also in a very selfish way, also better for me, you know, because I also want to be in a place where, you know, it's also challenging me to be better and to grow. For sure. And for me, I would definitely, you know, tell those other personality types that, you know, in the middle of those interactions or those group settings where, you know, there's ideas being thrown out or things like that. um, You know, like you said, I think the intention and motivation behind Mm -hmm. wanting something to be better or perfected, you know, is always positive. And um, especially when it's in a group, you know, in a group setting, because it's not about you. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um, A lot of the times the things that, you know, you're involved in, if it comes out great, you know, and you're a part of it, awesome. Mm-hmm. But it's also a reflection of the team and a bigger picture of you're a part of a church. is a reflection yeah. of your church. If you're, yeah. you know, it's in your job. It's a reflection of your job, your boss, all of those things, you mm-hmm. know. So I think it's important to understand that, you know, um, ideas mm-hmm. and ways things can be better. Um, you know, it's not always something that's negative. Yes. Right. It doesn't mean your idea wasn't good mm-hmm. or that, you know, your thought wasn't good. It could just mean that it just needed maybe a little more, you know, stretching or yeah. a little more, you know, expansion or all of those things. And that idea of just building on those ideas and building on those things. Yeah. And I think that that's something that a type one um their vision is holistic. It's big picture. It's looking at the grander scheme of things where people from different personality types are maybe just focused on the moment. Like, oh, in the moment it was good. But then when you zoom back and you're really looking at it from the holistic or the big picture uh, point of view, you can see, okay, it was fine, but was it the best that you could do? And I think that those are the things that type ones uh, like really hone in on um, and strive for people to fix. For sure. So if you, you know, want to take this personality test, you can type in Enneagram personality test. There's yeah. so many different websites and things you can take it. It's a series of questions. And um, based on your responses and your answers, they formulate your personality type. There's nine of them. Um, they'll kind of give you your type. They'll give you um, all the other ones that you kind of fall under, like what, yeah, you yeah. know. Um, in relation to. in relation to that and yeah. how you handle certain things as well mm-hmm. they'll talk about that um it's really cool so definitely um i encourage you to do that and do it with the right purpose the right mindset the right motivation and you know ultimately to be a better individual yes. to be a better child of god yeah. right to be a better father mother child all those things you mm-hmm. know it's definitely for uh our growth yeah and like it was mentioned before it's not bible it doesn't mean that whatever comes out like 
you have to abide by it. It's perfectly fine if you disagree with certain things because they yeah. may not apply to you. Um, and then there's other things that you may be able to grab from and grow from to be better, like we said. For sure. So, you know, we want to thank you for listening to our episode. And uh, this week, we definitely want to remind you to follow us on Instagram, to follow us on Facebook at God Life Culture Podcast. We have some exciting guests that are coming up, um, you know, and some guests that we have lined up for the future as well. Yeah. So you want to make sure that you're subscribed so you get that notification when we drop a new episode. Yeah. So once again, thank you for tuning into the latest episode of the God Life Culture podcast. That's God Life Culture. Until next time. See ya. Bye.